is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, and today we talk addendums. Yay! I'm so excited. It's lit. (laughs) It's tight. It is. It's It's dank. dank. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most. It is. It's the most. Yeah, we're going to talk addendum, because most people don't know why. What? What what has to happen and why it has to happen and the time it has to happen. We're going to do real estate today to start the year. We're going to teach you something. Right? For 2018. Crazy. Even years. Love them. Me It'll too. Be good. It's going to be a great year. So the first thing that happens is you write the offer, right? You write an offer. You don't write a contract. So you write the offer. You may negotiate some of the terms of the offer. Everything's negotiable. And then once both parties, the buyer and the seller, agree, becomes a contract. It's an executed document, meaning everybody has signed. All the initials have to be in a timely manner. All the dates and times are in a timely manner. So if you sign after the date, you know, like say I give you Angus, this is Angus, producer. If I give you till tomorrow at 5 o'clock to answer to my offer, and you don't answer to my offer at 5 o'clock, that's fine. But the it's a, off it's the a table. request. Technically, it is. It's a request, but you can't force anybody to to respond to an offer. Response is Saturday at five o'clock. Right. You counter with a different time. That's fine too. You do not have to respond. Does it have to not be agreed upon? No. It's just, a new date now comes into effect. Gotcha. The only the power that the buyer has when they make offers just say the buyer it's off the table and you renegotiate. But if the seller wants to respond at 9 o'clock that night, then they can respond at 9 o'clock at night. Interesting. You can have a reverse offer where a seller sends you an offer and you haven't even made an offer yet. It's called a reverse offer. Okay. So all parties agree. Now now time starts. In our area, Tallahassee, Tallahassee Board of Realtor contract, the time for contingencies actually starts the next day. Because, again, the contract is written to protect the buyer, Jimbo. Not the not the institution, <laughs> FSU, the seller. Right. So it's meant to protect the buyer. So it starts the next day. And so that fifteen in our area it's fifteen calendar days, weekends, holidays are included. So if it's if everyone signs by Saturday at five, contingency starts Sunday. Okay. Weekends and holidays are included. Then there's a time frame. You know, as you as you go down the contract, it's the date, the the seller, the buyer, the legal address, the nine one one address. And then the terms start. So our terms start with a deposit, and you can do um, anywhere, God forbid, $500. I'm not taking my house off the market for $500. Right. Some people do. So $500 to $50,000, whatever. It's arbitrary. It's, right. it's negotiable. The earnest money deposit then has to be produced, and the check is cashed. So, so people are like, clear, I, it yeah, it has clear. to clear. So we have to produce and, and provide a copy to all parties. And proof, it's called a verification of deposit. So the earnest money is the security deposit, just like a security deposit on your rental. With money is how it it has now become, uh, you have to procure that money. Gotcha. The, the buyer has to source it. So if they give me a money order, I'm not happy. So are there any circumstances in which um, a a a buyer of a home could get a deposit back from a seller, say a seller backs out of the deal last minute. Seller can't really back out of our contracts, nor out of the Florida realtor contract. Okay. Again, the contract's meant to protect the buyer. Right. And most people don't, 
may not agree with me, an attorney's going to agree with me. Right. <laughs> I'm not one, but it is, it's the truth. So it's very you. hard for a seller to cancel a contract. They can, but they have to pay commission. They have to pay maybe inspection fees. And they probably have to pay. forfeit that deposit. Yeah, they forfeit the deposit. Them. So for those 15 days, the deposit stays in what we call escrow. Right. So escrow can be 15 days. That's also negotiable. Foreclosure banks like 10 days. It could be 30 days. It depends on what you want. So 15 days is our contingency period. That's what's traditional. And that money stays in escrow. So let's pretend after the 15 days, buyer cancels. Technically, buyer just has to give it up. Mm. That's the technical way. Right. But then it's Florida. Yeah. Yay. Yay. So they can fight over it. So say buyer's like, uh-uh, it's day 17. You messed up. Seller won't do what I want. I'm not I'm not handing it over. Then it stays in escrow and goes to interpleader, and that's a whole other day when I'm going to have a title fun, lady fun, on. Fun, fun. Becky McNeil's coming on in a couple weeks from Advantage Title to discuss that. And there's so many legal fees involved that that thousand or two thousand, no one's getting it. Gotcha. So whether you fight about it or not, I mean, you may be happy that no one's getting it, but (laughs) you still aren't getting it, Mr. Buyer. No one's getting it. So, I mean, to me, if you said you were going to do something, you should do it. You should do it. And it should be the sellers. It should be me plain as day, but that's not how the courts work. Yeah. So I wanted to have Terry Madigan on today, but he wasn't able to make it. So he'll come on. He's a busy guy. He is. He's a busy guy. It's Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, the Purple Door team with Allison James Estates at Home, and we are talking... Contract addenda. Talking real estate. Which is plural for addendum. Addenda. I did that right. I went to Catholic school. Great job. So earnest money deposit is not part of the contract, but it is a verification that all parties, the the seller and the buyer, are aware that this money has been placed in the title company, right? So that's important. Don't they know you're doing something? They have. They only know I'm doing so. Oh, you mean the phone? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my fault. I mean, I'm closing nah, coming up. I'm so. kidding. I'm just busted. What you. else? What is life without a ringtone behind you? Right. So that's the earnest money deposit. Then you have a special clause addendum. So the special clause addendum is part can be part of the contract. Here, um, the special clause addendum ha- is a variety. It is like an all encompassing form. So it can be for uh, pre qualification. So say you want to make an offer on a Saturday, but your bank, God forbid, doesn't respond on a Saturday. Use a different bank. Right. That's my first thing. Yeah, that's why I switch banks. Secondly, yeah, I don't want somebody that's no. not going to respond. And if you can't, and my and lenders, if you can't get me a temporary card, we're going to have an issue. My <laughs> temporary uh, lenders all respond. You know, they're mortgage lenders, but they all respond on Saturday. That's good. Because we sell homes seven days a week. Of course. So they respond. But say you can't. Say you can't. Then you add a special clause addendum says in the first clause uh, pre-qualification that you're going to produce it within two days. Nowadays, it's really tight market and a seller may not want that. They might want something else, like a copy of a bank statement, something that says you have some funds. Because again, the seller must take their house off the market to produce for you who probably did or didn't do what their due diligence was. So that's why when a realtor isn't being mean, they sell houses for a living. We are not tour guides. So when we show a home, we want to know you're pre-qualified. Right. And anything can happen. Well, because you don't want to waste your time as well as their time. Well, no, people do like wasting our time. Well, they Because do. they want to get in the house. <laughs> yeah. and people want what they want. They think it's Pizza Hut and they just get it. You know, no mushroom. Fine. No, no mushroom. Extra pepper. But a pre-qualification, you know, you're, we're interrupting maybe somebody occupying the home, a tenant. We want to know you have the opportunity to buy it and you're just not, you know, scouting out the house. Seller financing, I've never done one, don't intend to. 
Um, that's one where if the seller was going to finance the property, which is, you know, they can. I just have never done one. Owner financing. People call about it all the time like it's a rent center Right. You have to put, the ones I've seen, they're putting like 20 grand down. Really? And that's non-refundable money. Wow. So, 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 so that, I mean, but that at the end of the done. day does entice people that, to keep to their word because 20 well, grand is a lot of money. Then the, then the benefits run to the seller. When you have a seller owner financing, I mean, the, the interest rate, everything could be the seller. Contingent upon the sale of a buyer's property. So that means that I have to, I, it, you have to disclose whether the home has been listed or it's under contract. If it's just been listed, some sellers in this market aren't going to look at that. They want to know you have a contract because gotcha. they want to be able to get the proceeds from their sale to move forward. So that's one of the contingencies. First right of refusal is one that people get confused on. First right of refusal in the rest of Florida, we call it a kickout clause. That says that I I have a contract on my house, but I'm going to allow other people to come see it and maybe write an offer. Okay. But then I have I have to give the person who's written a contract, 48-hour notice to remove their contingency on selling their home. Interesting. So I have a contract on my house, uh-huh. but my buyer has a contract on their house. Gotcha. They're writing contingent. I mean, they have to sell their home to be able to buy. Okay. Bank won't let me buy without selling. Gotcha. So we love your house. We really want to rate your house. But we're going to put a first right of refusal on that you have to come back to me. Right. You give me 48 hours to remove the contingency. And then go through and with then it. go through with it, right? So, first right of refusal is popular right now because people a lot of times do have to buy to sell. That's fantastic, um, and that that is a forty eight hour. So, backup contracts we do disclose whether you are a backup contract. That is not disclosed to the buyer. So, if the buyer does not perform, buyer can't close on January thirtieth. Mm-hmm. He wants to extend. We don't know. Okay. You don't have to necessarily agree to that. You don't have to. Seller does not have to disclose if there's a backup contract. Okay. He can say, eh, I'm taking your earnest money and eh, I'm selling my house to somebody else. Right. So whenever you open up renegotiation, it's both parties get to renegotiate. Yeah. It's a sticky day. So we're going to talk about that more. Backup contracts in a minute. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, Purple Door Team. Watching the sun bake. All of those tourists covered with oil. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. It's Jimmy Buffett. That's dedicated to my Uncle Johnny, my godfather, who passed away right before Christmas. His favorite, I believe his favorite was Jimmy Buffett. Every party we ever went to was Jimmy Buffett playing. So if he didn't like it, it's kind of odd. But um, as my cousin said, if there's beer in heaven, he's a happy man. So, makes me sad, but yeah. he was only 68. Such is and life. a young 68. Like, he was, was a handsome guy at the same time. Very sad. But his kids are good. So, I wanted to play a little Jimmy Buffett for Johnny. Everybody should have an Uncle Johnny. They really should. Uncle Johnny. It was life. He was the, the party 
party house. That's awesome. Like he had that like the I just remember like Jimmy Buffett playing in the background everywhere. It's weird. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about backup contracts. So backup contracts. So you're negotiating. This is the fun part for Patty to negotiate. You, you like don't, that, huh? You don't know what's the other side. So the buyer thinks, hey, seller has to. They want to sell their house. They're going to give me what I want. And you do not know. You don't know. I'm showing houses. So if I have the listing and I have a house under contract, I tell my sellers, we need to keep showing houses. We need to keep showing the house. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you don't want it. But people die. Yeah. Or people can't get funding. Right. Or people wreck their car and have to buy a new car and now they can't get funding. Right. Or people switch bank accounts and now they can't funding. Or they so get fired from their job. Things. So many things happen. When you're relying on the bank to give you the big bag of cash, you have no control. Right. So you need to know and be and my job is to protect the seller in as much as I can. So by I always tell my sellers we're showing the house, people die. That's my line. And so we go to closing. They don't know if the the offers lower, higher. They don't know anything. You want to you want to extend for three weeks, Mister Seller could have another offer, right? And then you're like, eh. and then you've lost S-O-L. your binder. To- so that is why it's so important. I tell people when you pick a lender and you pick a Bank of America or Wells Fargo, you don't know that you're going to close on time because they don't really they're banks. They're not mortgage lenders. So it can cost you money to renegotiate that. Now they have another offer and they can go highest and best. It's a mess. So always close on time. Do your due diligence. That's why you should use a realtor, not for sale by owner. Uh-oh. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the buyer may terminate the contract by delivering written notice if, if they have a backup. Say I'm not. I'm in position number two. Yes. So I'm not the original. I'm a backup offer. I can still go look for houses. I can still put a house under contract. I just re- deliver an email saying, you know, I've bought another home. Gotcha. They use this for uh, land and personal property, which we'll go over another time. But that's one of the addendum that gets attached to the contract originally because you're disclosing up front. Everything must be disclosed except, you know, that you're... You have a number two when you're in <laughs> right. Um, an FHA home inspection form. This is an addendum that the banks require under an FHA loan, which is in a loan type. You have FHA, right. VA, which is very similar to a VA. Am I correct? No, or no? no, separate. VA okay. runs the VA. FHA is run by HUD, Florida oh, okay. Housing. Um, USDA is very similar to FHA. I thought that was for the meats. And all they, it is <laughs> Department of Agriculture. And they want you to know that if the home doesn't appraise, the buyer's entitled to their binder back. So this is just an informality that's already in our contract, but they still require this to be done. Right. And the the agents have to sign it. Uh, Another one is a homeowners association. So in Florida, if you're not in Florida, I can't, I don't really know what to tell you. But in Florida, there's tons of homeowners associations. Also they're known pretty as powerful, aren't they? PUD, they're very powerful. PUDs, Planned Urban Developments. And it doesn't have to be urban, it's just the name, and we call them a PUD. You can have a PUD that doesn't have a homeowners association, and you can have a homeowners association that really isn't a PUD, but the bank's going to call it a PUD. So they have neighborhood associations that are mandatory fees, and a homeowners association is typically uh, mandatory. The neighborhood is non-mandatory. Gotcha. So homeowners, HOA. So I have my buyers disclose regardless. That way I have something in writing because there's no way to know everything from everybody. And 
you know, you can, the title company's going to know, but then we're weeks into it. Right. So I have them disclose what they believe the fee is and everyone signs. Gotcha. And a homeowner's association docu- disclosure is also part of the seller's disclosure. Seller's disclosure is not part of the contract. But this HOA disclosure is part of the contract. And the state of Florida is so specific about it that the buyer can terminate if they haven't signed. Wow. So we have them sign even if it's zero. Yeah. Okay, so that's important to know. Seller's property disclosure, that's a disclosure that if disclosed must be true, must be updated. That is not a part of the contract. You don't want it to be a contract because then the bank has to see it and that's never a good look. No, no. So that's not a part of it. Addendums. So you can have a straight up addendum. I had one recently where we just, uh, the addendums to extend the closing date, the addendums to change one of the buyer's names, say I spelled it wrong, the addendums to change the earnest money amount, the addendums to change the contingency dates. Addendum becomes part of the contract and the bank gets a copy of it. So all of that addendum is very, very important. The bank gets a copy. If you choose not to give the bank a copy, it's called mortgage fraud. Get well. So a lot of times the bank will ask for it. The bank wants to know what's everyone's name and how is it spelled properly. Right. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, and we're talking contract addendum. Yay. woo Yep. This is so much fun. I love this stuff. I know. So, you do. I know. Yeah. It's like, well, Allison James Estates and Homes. There's a denim that the bank receives and the denim that the bank does not receive. And it as flat out addendum. When it says addendum to the property purchase agreement, that goes to the bank. Gotcha. And if you don't do it, if you don't send it in, say you're asking for a new roof. Mm-hmm. Bank's entitled to know because they're giving you the big bag of cash. Gotcha. If you don't give it to them, then that could be implied as mortgage fraud so that's why it's really important that you anything that says at the top of the page addendum to the purchase agreement goes to the bank as well and goes to the title company because they have to know because they're helping arrange all the closing costs so that's another one you can have short sale addendum so there's not a lot of short sale addendums here in town anymore so short sale means the bank is short the bank has been shorted money right it is not short on time all parties have to agree. The seller has to agree for a short sale, and then it goes to the bank for approval. But there's disclosures to the buyer. They're under no obligation to put earnest money down or have their inspections until the bank approves it. So that's a short sale addendum in short. Ha, ha, ha. Um, what else? That's funny, right? Um, addendum to the contract, I said the FHA, condo riders. So say you're buying a condo. There's a condo rider that must be supplied to the buyer within so many days and the lender, and the title company. It's very important because condos are very specific because you don't own the structure. You only own studs in. Gotcha. Windows and doors. So Florida, remember, who was that? Who was that locally that, oh, I know what it was. It was the J, It was the Adams, Adams condos, right? Mm-hmm. When they didn't do what they were supposed to do, right. which was give the documentation. Yep. Big deal. Yep. So they didn't do it. And the state of Florida, I mean- they they don't play. No. If you ha- if you're holding other people's money and you are in a condo association and you can't provide the financials, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, clearly you can do a lot of other things in the state of Florida <laughs> and not get in trouble. Yeah. But you play with other people's money. That's why I don't really like property management very much. They don't like it. No, no. No, it's not happening. Not a good day. Termination. All parties must sign. So you can't so say I am in um oh, how can I say? Say it was a multiple offer situation. Yeah. And I got it, but my time hasn't really started. So I decided to sign and then I I don't want to be 
I just don't want to do it. I changed my mind 24 hours later. Buyer's remorse. I still need a termination. Even though no money has passed hands, I must terminate. Say that I am under contract. I've done my due diligence. I'm day 14. I must terminate. Listing agent can technically not relist the property wow. until the termination's been signed. Just because you don't meet one of the terms doesn't mean you're under, not under contract. Yeah, This is where that closing date thing comes in. So I'm due to close on January 30th, and the buyer can't perform. Buyer still has to send me a termination. I can't list the house. Right. Technically, legally, the board says I can't list the house. I can list under a new number, which is some loopholes. But can you get an injunction or some sort of thing to you say can like force these a buyer haven't... to buy with a judge, but you can't force you can force a seller to sell with a judge, but you can't force a buyer to buy. It's really, really hard to do. But you can sue for specific performance of a seller or a specific performance of a buyer, and it's all I've never had it happen, praise God. That's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, I really. Um, lead-based paint disclosure. So if a home is, is built before 1978, 1977 above, the feds want you to know that there's a possibility that there could be a lead uh, lead in the house, lead paint. Gotcha. Lead paint. My daughter had lead poisoning. So I only speak from experience when I say, yeah, it's a thing. It's not fun. <laughs> not fun. And it gets through your skin. You don't have to eat it. Gross, it right? It is gross. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're talking contract addenda on like a brief. Man, this has been fast. 93.3 FM WVFT and we are talking contract addenda. Yay! And that song's from my Uncle Johnny passed away early in December. He loved Jimmy Buffett. It is cheeseburger and pepper. Yeah, my, my cousin said, I just thought it was sweet that he said, you know, if there's beer in heaven, he's a happy man. Yes, man. And, and cheeseburgers. To, welcome to Patty's family. Yes, and, and cheeseburgers. <laughs> Bud Light, every light, Natty Light, yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. That's what I remember them drinking like in the Kentucky. Daddies. Yeah, they were all born in Louisville. He lived over in Flagler Lo- Beach. Louisville. 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 Right? Louisville. Good thing. So we were talking a lead, lead-based paint. So what I didn't know in 2000, what is it, 1990, my, when my son was born in 1992, I was pregnant, and we had an old house in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, on Holly Street, and my ex-husband decided to sand the hutch inside the house, and um, Molly came up, you know, because it goes in your skin, so Molly came up high for lead poisoning, and I was pregnant, so I got tested, so what I do know, even though I'm not a not an expert in lead is that oil-based paint encapsulates it. So people can do their own lead-based checks nowadays. I think you can buy them at Home Depot, which is very different than 1992. And my daughter blames her bad math scores on me. So there you go. 
And she should blame it on her dad. He's the one who sanded the hutch. I just, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> I was 23 years your old. Fault, I was what? How old was I? 19. Yeah, I was like 23 years old. I knew nothing. So the, they must disclose. They must disclose that they don't know if there's lead, and they must disclose that they do know. So the only time I've disclosed, had a, a lead-based paint disclosure that anything, it was a house that had been Section 8, and they sold it, and the seller to have, to, if you have a home before 1977, the owner has to do a lead test for Section 8, and they had the report. But that's all I That's all I know. Otherwise, you have to hand off a... Forms, form, form, forms. So people have been sued, and that why this is why in Florida they make you sign all these disclosures. We have a wire disclosure that our office sends out that says, please don't wire funds, and if you do, you're not protected by the FDIC because people are hacking other people's emails. Fun times. Oh yeah, and it's, taking their wire disclosures. They're getting a lot of cash. So that's. I think that's pretty much it for that. Is there's just the typical. We use a golf course disclosure for Killarne. So if you're on a golf course, we have the buyer and the seller sign that if you're on a golf course, we don't know what's going to happen always with the golf course. <laughs> right. And people can redevelop it, yeah, right? JT yeah. Burnett yeah. bought mm-hmm. that land. But- and they're putting uh, transition, like aging in place type homes, which we need in this area. Right. But that changes the golf course. Right. And that changes the value So you have to disclose that changes the value on the house. So you buy a $600,000 house thinking the golf course is there and the golf course is gone. And now you got a new subdivision behind your house. So we do have them sign that. I'm a very pro-disclosure person. If I disclose, I'm I'm okay. Right. So as an appraiser, because I'm an appraiser, RD6627, I disclose everything. Like I disclosed, did I was I able to reach this person for verification? Was I not? I disclosed everything. Our our files are like 120 pages. I mean, we disclose everything, which is why people don't like using us. But <laughs> I do. I'm I'm a big fan of being risk averse and not putting myself at risk for someone else's property. Right. You got to be able to cover your own. Right. You got to. You know. Right. So I pass everything along. When I have an email. I email and the buyer wants to see. I email. I forward it in its entirety, I, and I say I forwarded this in its entirety. Right. I don't just like cut and paste to yeah. make it look like yeah. they want it. Not my house. Yeah. It's not my home, and right. that's where some newer agents may not get that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to cross that line where it's I'm not telling you everything because it is a big deal to not disclose sellers' disclosures. Let's go. And that it's not a part of the contract, but it's really, really, really important. And you can get in a lot of trouble as a seller. When Pat Frank was here a few weeks ago, months now, he talked about that there's more lawsuits from non-disclosure. And and you just have to disclose what you know, not what you don't know. And there's homes in probate that they're not disclosing or foreclosures don't disclose. Then it's all on you. So when I have a home that's a foreclosure or probate, I tell my customers, the buyers, to pretend as if they did not maintain the home at all. Yeah. And that this is, what would you do? Right. We can get plumbing, electrical appliances, cooling, heating, which is my peaches. Yep. And we can have the septic and all of those inspections. But inspect, this is your due diligence. You can't come back on anybody. So you need to, you know, think about, they were not, they couldn't afford the house. They died, so they were probably sick in the house. They'd maybe not maintain the home. Right. And you have to go from there. So seller's disclosures are really, really, really important. Buyers feel a lot more confident in the home when everything's been checked off. 
And don't feel as confident when everything hasn't been checked off. You know what I'm that saying? It's true. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, Allison James Estates and Homes, PurpleDoorTeam.com, 850-656-0009. And we're talking contract addendum. So the seller's disclosure is six pages, and it talks about the roof, the structure. And some people don't know. That's fine. Put don't know. But don't put something that's not accurate because it will come back to bite you. It's not a part of the contract. Um, but it is just your notice that this is what we believe has been done. You can do other, the agent can go back and look at permitting. And I would call cause we had one recently where the, um, the, it had a permit on the property, but it hadn't made it to the online permitting. So we had to call Leon County and get the copy. Gotcha. Gadsden County now. So I'm an agent. I'm an appraiser. I call Gadsden County for a permit. Nope. They're not giving it to me. I have to file for freedom of information. Really? How long does that take? A, mi- a minute. I don't even know because I hung up the phone. I was just like you were stunned. Triggered. I was, tr- I was triggered. definitely triggered. So every county's different how they handle it. But that's ridiculous. Yeah, that is. I mean, like, those things so you're going to pay. I have to well. pay yeah. to get it. And that's Gadsden doesn't have a lot of money. So yeah. I guess that's where it's at. It's if true. I'm the owner, I can get it. But I can't if I'm the um if I'm the agent or the the buyer, right, right, right. What's up with that? I know that's weird. Sunshine stay at my. But it is really important, and have an agent that is willing to do the background check for you and make sure that's all proper. Everything should be proper, as my friend Deb says. She's Irish. Proper. Proper. So proper. you want to make sure that you're buying the house that you believe you're buying, right? Yeah. And again. Things have happened that make it not good, so that's why we need to follow the rules. I love selling homes, and I sell a lot, but I stay within the rules. Yeah, of course. You have to. And it makes it easier, right? If you always tell the truth, your life is so much easier. Because you're not trying to create stories to cover your butt. Well, and then you've got the deposit in, and then you find out, and then you got to fight for the deposit, and it's just nobody leaves with a good taste in their mouth, and then the agents are blamed when it's not our house. Come on, Not my Patty. house. I can't tell you. It's your All fault. I can tell you is disclose, disclose, disclose. So this is what I like to do. I like for the sellers to have a home inspection in advance. I like for them to have a septic inspection in advance. And at the end, if all goes well, I'll reimburse them for the cost. So I list the home. You want to do your inspections. I'm going to suggest that they're like, no, no, no. How do you know how to negotiate when you don't even really know what's wrong with your property? Right. You let a septic go, or you let wood rot go, or you you may have termites and not know. You got bats in the attic, huh? And then what happens? So then you're you thought you were getting a hundred thousand, but now you're only getting ninety two, and now you can't go buy the new house because you were going to put eighty nine down. So it's really important to in the art of negotiation, the art of war. Trump, Trump, I believe, knows the art of war better than any other human alive. The mm. book, and he wants to know all sides and he's going to cause distractions where he can, which is what he does so that he can go about his business. He causes distractions all day and then names Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Right. But yeah. everyone else is worried about Look what pedophiles here. in here. Congress. Yeah. yeah. So it's, he does that on purpose. Right. Everyone thinks he's a whack job, nice. but he's, it's, it's pretty calculated. Pers- purposeful and calculated yeah i love it and then he has sarah sanders out there as a pit bull yeah i don't have sarah sanders all i can do is tell people the truth but i do like to disclose because it's going to be found out it's gonna and they still have even if you pay for that home inspection the buyer still has a right to get their own inspection 
and then you still have to negotiate terms. Right. But at least then, if you just get the plumbing, the electrical, the WDO, and a septic if you need it, or a sprinkler pool, you at least know what you're walking into. Yeah. Nobody wants to walk in and own a house, and then six weeks later, they have raw sewage in That's there. the last thing anybody wants to do. That has never happened that to me. Suck. And I am so grateful for the training that I've received gotta, from the other brokers the that they the taught me. It's not a good look. Yeah, no, it's not. It you got to tell people. If the washer doesn't work, tell them. If the refrigerator, tell them. Let them buy it. Let them not buy it. But my goodness, don't, don't, nobody wants that lawsuit. No one's trying to play games here, yo. No. So this is the addendum to the contract. If you have a loan, oh, more music. More if you have music. a loan, the bank gets, gets to see most of these bad boys. What song is this? Selena. Selena Gomez? Yes. My lupus girl, poor thing. She had to have a kidney transplant. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. When the bells all ring and the horns all blow And the couples we know are fondly kissing Will I be with you? Or will I be among the missing? Maybe it's much. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. That's Ella Fitzgerald. Because it's New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Eve Eve. (laughs) So we're going to talk New Year's Eve cocktails. I know, two weeks without a garnet and gold, but this is fun. It is fun. And I'm looking up uh, some of these I don't have. I've never drank, but I'm thinking I'm going to go to the Market Square Liquors when I'm done. <laughs> well, there's fun ones. Like, this is called Romance. It's a chocolate coffee liqueur, which I have in my office. Mm-hmm. In a martini glass. And you just... Ugh. Then there's the old-fashioned, like, the Stinger. It's like, New Year's Eve is such a sentimental time for me. And I'm, like, all into that Mad Men kind of era. Like, yes. 60s and 70s. Always have been. That it, I think it'd be fun to make some like sidecars, stingers, and what do you think? Yeah, no. Have you ever had any of those? I'm gonna. I've had an old fashioned. I've had an old fashioned. (laughs) Old fashioned. I'll put you on your. Oh yeah. Like a stinger. They don't really give me the. So a stinger is a jigger of brandy and white cream de menthe. Ooh, that sounds good, man. Sounds delicious. What's a jigger? I don't know. I think it's maybe just a. a I you know I used to like Manhattan's. Mm-hmm. Not so much. It's a lot of alcohol. I, I can't. I can't do it anymore. But they could do punches. There's all sorts of like whiskey drinks and a New Year's Eve white sangria. Holy, that sounds delicious. Orange lemon rum, Grand Marnier, Riesling vodka, lemon juice, sugar, Granny Smith, apple slice, club soda. That sounds delicious, right? So I have Grand Marnier and I have rum, which I don't use typically. I'm not a rum drinker. I don't have any Riesling. I think it'd be fun to do that, like one night, do like all the old drinks. Yes, have like a bit of a Gatsby party. Yeah, like that they used to. I don't know. I like grasshoppers. Do you like grasshoppers? Never heard of them. A grasshopper is like the Brandy Alexander we talked about last week, but with um, cream de menthe. Okay. And it's green, big green. Here's one Grandpa Harry's holiday punch. (laughs) Sounds yummy. (laughs) Do you have, have, yeah, so it's burgundy wine, burgundy champagne. Brandy and club soda 
and a cot. Because <laughs> that's what you'll need. Holy cow. Jeez. They have like, yeah, champagne. Do you like champagne? I like I Prosecco. Champagne. I love champagne and Prosecco. I like Osti Spumante. Ooh. Remember those commercials? I do. You Do you? Osti Spumante. Do you remember them? No. Like, no, I didn't think so. I've seen a I couple. Know. I have seen a couple, but, but I, I like don't Aussie. like remember them. I think some champagne can be too dry. But <laughs> I like Prosecco. Like, Prosecco's the in thing. We're giving Prosecco, Prosecco out to our really customers nice. for I do, New Year's. I do enjoy Prosecco, actually. I, I th- it's not as... I have a whole bunch of it in my car. It makes me very air, airheady. You know, like, <laughs> like the carbonation <laughs> just like goes to my head. Really? Know. Yes. It's so good, though. I really do it. Lamarca is my favorite. I just love that everything's so pretty and golden New Year's. I don't know. Rose gold's my favorite. It's, just, it's a it's an optimistic time of year, regardless of how your year's gone or how things are looking in your life. You go up, oh, well, another year, another time to go and do that thing. That I know, even though it's do. just another day, <laughs> yeah. I think the good Lord was very kind in giving us an end to a year. Definitely, I really do. Because yeah. for me, this year was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Crazy time. It was weird year. <laughs> it was. Yeah, very weird. I had so much wonderful, so many wonderful things happen to me. And then, you know, some sadness, which everybody gets. But I finally understood that book. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yep. <laughs> it took me until I was 50. Yep. Not a good. Mm-mm. I'm glad it's the end. Me too. So what do you, what's your New Year's resolution and what's your drink? Oh, New Year's resolution. Ooh, finish school. Are you? Finish You're going school. back to school. Yes. So how will that affect Patty? Uh, uh, <laughs> to be seen. To be determined. I don't think it will affect Patty <sighs> that much. Because Patty doesn't like change right now. I know. I feel you. I do feel you. It disturbs me. <laughs> it shouldn't. I mean, I'm selfish. At least I'm honest. It's all good. So what's your drink? My drink is Akvavit. What the heck is that? It is. How do you spell it? A K V A V I T. A K V A. V-I-T. Oh, it came right up as soon as I put the V in. Aquavit. Aquavit is a flavored spirit that is principally produced in Scandinavia. Can I buy it in the store? You, mm, I doubt it. How I, do you I, get it? Uh, because we get it shipped from uh, from Europe, actually. my So my dad's uh, father is Danish, and one of their customs and traditions uh, during pretty much any holiday, but especially on New Year's Eve, is to... Uh, take a shot of Aquavit a- as a family, and it is some of the most putrid uh, alcohol that you could possibly <laughs> it have. Sounds it like in you could have it, but it, 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 it's like sixty percent al- uh, alcohol. It's potato. It, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's Coriander, a lot. cardamom, fennel, anise. I was like saying anise on They're the radio. 40, it's, so it's forty percent alcohol, but it smells like gasoline. It really does. Uh, but, it, you know, it's always that thing that you just do because it's tradition. It's what you've done. It's what your father's done. you can't done. get it here because it's so much alcohol. You just can't get it here because no, you can't get it yeah, here. Yeah, I just, I'd, I'd be, I mean, you probably could find it at a, like, uh, you know, a special liquor store. But I don't think you could go to, like, Publix and pick up a, a thing of Aquavit. Mm. So you just take a shot of it? Yep. Skull. You say skull. You say that? What's it mean? Skull. And just cheers. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Well, it sounds like um, deliciousness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's cool that you 
have a tradition. Yeah, exactly. It's, and and but see the the and I've always thought this forever. It's like the older guys in the family always pretend to like it because they want to be strong. Uh, and they want to be pr- proud men. And like you're as a as a kid, you taste a little bit of it. and You're like that is absolutely dills and grains of paradise. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's fun. So is it like, is it like drinking grain? You don't drink it. You don't. You don't drink it. You 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 take a but shot it, of it. So I'm a sipper, not a chugger. Yeah, that wouldn't the be sipping good. it would not. It says be drinking fun. the bottom shelf. <laughs> yeah, Alberg, Akvavit, Akvavit, Denmark. Yep. Ooh, like it's good with <laughs> oysters. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It is a weird. Do you have weird any thing. other New Year's transit? Traditions? Traditions. Um, New Year's traditions. Ooh. We always set off a lot of fireworks That's, at our house. Dogs love you. Yes, Good for you. We always do. Where are you going for New Year's? Are you going to be here? No. I am going to be on the other side of the world. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You're not coming yes. back. I'm, we're doing this remotely from Australia. Oh, and people know I tape. I know. Hello. But yeah, but you'll be back right after now. I will so what's be. your what? So we do a big bonfire uh, on my grandparents' property. We have all the family and a bunch of friends and stuff come, and we do a huge bonfire and a big party. Uh, for so what's their property look like? Does it look like New Zealand or does it look like no, you know, the it, Hobbit? Well, yeah, it, it's actually a uh, subtropical rainforest that they have 300 acres in in the southeast part of Australia. It's tempered, so it's not your traditional like 85 degrees, you know, muggy all year around they do have seasons um and they their property used to be an old coal mine that filled up with water so they have a lake on their property uh 300 acres in the otway range for uh, rainforest close to the great barrier Re- or, or sorry the great ocean road which wow. is one of the uh, really really amazing spots to go drive down because you're driving on the pacific with the 12 apostles the big uh, rocks in the water there. They live very close to it. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Have you ever thought about moving there? I have, definitely. But I don't know. I love America. <laughs> you don't have freedom of speech in Australia. Yeah, you don't have that. And they don't get you don't a have Second it in Amendment. England? Or... They don't got a Second Amendment either. They don't? You no. can't have a gun? No. So uh, mm, I don't yeah. even like leaving Florida anymore. Yeah, I love Florida. I don't. I'm mean, like, oh, God, I got to go to Georgia. You got to go to Georgia? To, like, or wherever I go, I need to go through Georgia to get there. True. Which is tough. Or Alabama. Well, Alabama's not so bad. Alabama's pretty. It is beautiful. I think it's pretty. Yeah, definitely. So my New Year's resolution would be, I don't know, one day at a time. One day at a time. I try not to think too far in advance. You can't. Someone, someone just asked me to see a property I have for lease. And they wanted to see it for next fall. I'm like, oh, I'll be like 51 <laughs> then. Don't you I can't know my even motto? think that far in advance. <laughs> it's one day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. I just made it. I don't. Mm-mm. I'll no. be 51. Chris will be 60. What? I don't. I really have to think one day at a time. What? I do have goals, but I have more business goals than I have life goals. Yeah, I'd like to actually finish a book. Do it. You I you I won't. do a Audible books, so I don't always finish them. Like once I get the meat out of it, yeah, I'm like. like eh. It's like eating the icing off the cake. I'm I've had like, enough. I'm done. I've I would like to like you. say I've finished one book instead of just telling Audible I finished one book. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, with you Audible. I, but I love reading. I love listening to books. I don't really read anymore. It's hard for me to even follow. Yeah, I think I'm getting ADD. Really? Is you that think a you're thing? Getting ADD? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get ADD. As you age, I I didn't. 
I used to be able to focus easily, but now it's a challenge. No more. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Angus is in Australia, and Patty's coming back from the north. Drive safe. With unsweet nice tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unsweet. I shouldn't even have to ask for unsweet nice tea. I should just ask tea. for tea. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, Allison James Estates and Homes. Happy New Year. <laughs>